All right, remember yesterday when I texted you and asked for a, a PDF of your logo or just like a <laughs> Oh, I never logo? sent that to and you. And you never sent me one. You were like, hey, Excellent. yeah, I'll send nice it. I'll, that's good brand. Yeah. When I, I didn't <laughs> get home until like 1230. I yeah. figured you'd be When I get home, I'll send you a picture. And I was like, all right, cool. And then you never did? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, well, Lindsay. Were you, you going to do a bit with it? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. I, um, I Lindsay bought um, something and she designed some merch for you. Oh, we got, we got. Oh, shit. Nice. So this is the very first one that she did. She didn't do any practice runs of anything. Uh-huh. That actually looks really oh. good. And she, without without the PDF of your logo, she made this. So she that tried to good. put on the back um, in really small font. So I don't really know how to start this, but she couldn't figure out how to get the small letters on. But now she does. She knows how to do it. She figured it out, but it was super late. So she was oh. like, I can't get it on there. Um, it's not dishwasher safe. So, <laughs> so don't put that's it in what, your dishwasher. That's what people love but to see in their glassware. It's bar. also not water safe. <laughs> yeah, wow. very convenient. Don't touch it either. <laughs> you only have one. It's also not human safe, not pet safe. It's lead paint. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't put it in your so mouth. So if you want like, paint uh, some merch, fashion. if you want to make a merch store, Lindsay's got your back. That's awesome. Tell her thank you. I, I will still hear this, so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah, uh, email us if you want merch. <laughs> 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 It's the only way to make it cool. not a bit about stuff you can't buy. <laughs> but that that looks excellent for not having the PDF. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. For the people who don't know what we're talking about, it's a it's a glass with yeah. with uh like a drinking glass with Ben's logo on it with yeah. late to the movies. Yes, it is. It looks dope. So yeah, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet. So it'll either be a merchandise spotlight on <laughs> stuff that I'm not sure how to sell you, or it'll be something along the lines of "Welcome to Late to the Movies." My name is Ben Holt, and this is a podcast where <laughs> my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots every week. We'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before, and really should have by now. This week we are continuing with our fourth episode of MCU Month. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Whoa. <laughs> what year was this? I actually don't have it written down. 2014. I was going to say I think oh, 2014. Wow. 2014. 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. So we're jumping two years from our last episode, which was the first Avengers movie, into mid-phase two of Marvel, somewhere around there. I think so. Yeah. Good movie. That's uh, that's my quick review up top. But I should say, first off, here... To be on the podcast, I forgot how words work, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess this week, left to right across your podcast aisle, we got Anthony. Hey, how's it going? Maybe Good. you can know me by my other name, Star-Lord. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Greg. Hey, how's it going? You do the bit, too? No, I'm not. <laughs> and Kyle. Hey, how's it going? Uh, so none of these people have podcasted before bit. together, wow, That's which true, is cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you guys huh? haven't potted together. No. Nope, this I, is Anthony's second episode. So yeah, oh wow, pretty good stuff. Anthony was on the Moneyball episode, um, but how can you not be romantic about Marvel movies? Yeah, I only come for go. Chris Pratt movies. There you go. Uh, oh, God, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, he's uh, reprising his role yeah. as Scott Hatterberg right, in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> he has a cameo. He does. <laughs> for just a second, you can blink and miss him. Besides Greg, it's been a bit since either of you guys have been on. So, have you seen anything cool recently? Yeah, I, I went to the movies. I saw uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was phenomenal. And I also rented uh, Red Rocket on Amazon oh, nice. Prime. That was I thought that was excellent too. I loved Red yeah, Rocket. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, 
I have not seen anything in a long time. Okay. Yeah. So you're lame. I know I'm real lame. <laughs> Greg, are you finally out of a funk of like having to watch Encanto every <laughs> yes. every day? Okay. Now um actually I have watched a few new things because um I convinced my daughter not to rewatch Spirited Away. And instead I was like, Oh, let's just go watch all the other movies. So I watched Ponyo and I watched <sighs> my neighbor Ponyo Totoro. Yeah. Yeah. Totoro. Totoro is wicked good. Totoro is very good. Yeah, and I'm Man. pumped because my daughter was like super into it. So we've seen it like nice. 12 times in a week now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's a lot better for her than Spirit Away because Spirit Away is great. But man, Spirit Away is not really for children. It's like kind of got some brutal. Yeah. Oh, it's for when she turns seven and she's ready to enter the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, uh, yeah. 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 So we switched to that. So actually, I guess I have watched a couple of things and I, I enjoyed awesome. both those. Uh, Ponyo was weird. That one was real weird. I think the weirdest part cool, though, is, uh, though for both of them, I ha- the version I have is dubbed, and the Ponyo one has like a lot of famous people in it. Like as soon as the main guy starts talking, I'm like, is this Liam Neeson? And he's he's trying to get his daughter back. <laughs> his daughter's been kidnapped, and he's using his set of skills he has to get her back. Yeah. I was like, I, I know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I heard Betty White's voice, probably. Kate Blanchett might have been in there too. I, yeah. I'm not sure, but like, yeah, it was weird to like because I think it must must be one of his later ones at that point that have like come over. Yeah, cool. I went to see. Um, we'll talk about this later, but just to foreground, as I said in the last episode, I probably will have seen the new Doctor Strange by the time we record this. I have. Um, and I don't know. None of you guys have seen it yet, right? Correct. No. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I'll share some thoughts at the end, but I don't want to front load anything that might be spoilery. Uh, So all I'll say is I did see it. I'll have thoughts on that. Next week's episode will be the first Doctor Strange, and we might work in some other Doctor Strange stuff too from Doctor Strange too. I also started rewatching Twin Peaks. Oh, excellent. Because I haven't in a while. My God, Twin Peaks is good. I'm into season two now, and it's almost to the point where it turns not good. Um, yeah, right. But season one of Twin Peaks is so fucking good. So I'm in, I'm enjoying the hell out of that. And uh, this time I'm going to, for the first time, try and roll it all into watching Twin Peaks The Return. So I guess I'll have to figure out how to get like a Showtime subscription or something. Have you seen it yet? The Return? No. No, me neither. No, because I didn't have the, I don't know anyone who has Showtime or whatever channel it was on. Um, yeah. I know people love it, but yeah. I've never Damn seen it. Damn fine yeah. uh, show. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. We've already talked about this a few times on the podcast, but everything, everywhere, all at once, so good. Oh, right? phenomenal! I yeah, still so want to see that, and I'm not gonna. Um, but few of us are going to see it tomorrow. I can't do that. Okay, well, I'm busy. I'll see it once it's like out of theaters, probably. It keeps making money. Yeah. So there's just so much going on. There's so much action. The storylines are excellent. It's everything. It's a real tearjerker too. Man, I do. I really want to see this. Yeah. I don't think I'll see it in theaters. It just, it's just—it's really, a lot of effort for me to get into a theater. Plays really well in theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'll make. Do uh, you guys make next year Academy Award predictions? Because I think that's going to win an Academy Award. I hope so. It's yeah. got really? a lot of time to garner some good momentum and buzz, and I feel like it's, it's because just so early though. But because of how how successful it's been and how long it's stayed relevant in in the box office for the size movie it is for the people who put it out, I think it does have to end up on some short list at the very least. Now. Right, 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 right. So we'll see. Yeah, it's true, especially too in the last couple of years, nothing has really stood around very <laughs> yeah. long. Yeah. So that's it's kind of a big deal. Um, 
I've seen this movie a bunch of times. You guys have seen it a bunch Same. of times. Yeah. Kyle and Greg have seen it a bunch, I've seen this least a bunch of times. You just saw this recently for the first time. Yeah. Which is why we're doing this episode. Yep. <laughs> um, so I got take, this. Yeah, you can take it. Cool. Go whenever you're ready. Cool. So our movie starts with a little uh, flashback. A little boy, his mom's dying. He uh, can't watch that. He runs off and he gets sucked up by aliens into space. We fast forward. There we got Peter Quill. He's stealing stuff. He's a ravager. He flies around space, basically a space pirate. Ends up stealing something that is uh, a bit more valuable than he expected. And then all these other characters are after him. Uh, They end up in prison together. They end up having to help each other escape. They form a team. They're trying to sell this thing. They realize it's an infinity stone. It's a dangerous weapon. Now the bad guy, Ronan's got it. They got to get it back so that he does not blow up entire planets. Uh, They all come together with these other Ravagers. They do a big fight. And then uh, they end up getting this infinity stone back and blowing them up. Good job. I wasn't counting, but that felt like about 48 seconds. So good job. Perfect. Excellent. Before we get started, I don't remember if this is... The first time we see an infinity infinity stone, or it's the, the first, first time we hear the word infinity. Yes. Stone. Okay, it is. Yeah. So technically, you got tesseract and because we've seen them, but we didn't yeah, know what it was. We don't know what it is. Uh, what's it? What do they call it in Thor two? The, the ether. The ether. Yeah. Um. So, but they no one says infinity stone until this movie. Okay. Yeah. And I think this is the first Thanos non credits appearance. I want to say. You see his chair in Avengers when Loki's talking to the guy that um, Ronan kills in this movie. Yes. But he never turns around until the end, I think. Yep. Right? Right. Uh Anyway. And one of the end credits scene, you see him on credit. Yep. Yeah, but this is the one where he's like in it. Yes. He's talking. As a character. Boy. (laughs) Yes, and you can tell it's Josh Brolin at this point. Yes. I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he's casted for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. And that's basically all we have to say about the movie, or do we want to add anything I think else? we can wrap up. Yeah. No, this one's right. great. I feel so, like I have a lot to say about this one. So this is 2014. I see it in theaters, but only after some other people I know go to see it, and they're like, wow, this is really good. I don't know anything about these characters, but you should check this movie out. So this is one I did see in theaters, but how about, uh, obviously, you, you did not. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I'm, not, I'm not really a huge Marvel fan. I've only started watching yeah. them in timeline order recently. Right, and yeah. I only saw maybe five or six. I had no idea who the Guardians were. Never read any right. of the comics. So I, I thought this movie was great. Excellent. Yeah, I think it came out of nowhere for a lot of people, even for people who saw it at the time, because I have no familiarity with these characters whatsoever right. until this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. This is my favorite movie we're talking about this month. So me and Ray were dying to see this movie. We were like waiting for this thing to come out in theaters because this was at like the point where we were like seeing every Marvel movie like as they came out, usually like at midnight. I don't remember if we saw this one at midnight, um, but we were like super excited for this one and we were like particularly excited because we didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, but we did know that like Marvel had obviously sold a lot of their like best properties and they were like, what do we got? We got this raccoon in this tree and we were like, man, they're about to sell us this raccoon in this tree. And I was like, I got to see what they're about to do. I was like, (laughs) because at this point they, they had some movies that weren't as good, but they didn't have any like real flops yet. You know what I mean? So like even 
I was just hyped to see what was going to happen. Even this movie flopped. I was like, oh, I'll see Marvel's first big flop. And I didn't think it was going to. I was like, I don't know what they're going to do, but I was like, they're going to do something to make this work, I think. And I felt like I was just like really hyped up to see what was going to happen with these like really weird characters. Right. I think my favorite part of rewatching this movie was seeing Groot as a large Groot. Is that what his species name is? Are they like a Groot species? So in the MCU, they are not clear. Okay. Like he's just Groot. He's. I think in the comics, there's more to it, but I don't know. But in the MCU, they never explain like, is he the only one of these or is Groot? You know what I mean? So I watched it probably two months ago, maybe. And then I watched it again yesterday, just to kind of recap. And I watched it with Lindsay two months ago and she went, wait, Groot isn't always a small tree. <laughs> she had no idea that. Oh, geez. Yeah, she had no idea that he was at first this light. And she was like, well, how does it happen? I'm like, you got to watch. You got to wait and see. I had the and, same exact thought. I was like, I always thought my only reference is Groot as a mini little tree. Mm-hmm. Baby Groot. It's funny, too, because when we like started up and as soon as he's doing stuff, I turned and looked around. I was like, man, I miss when he was big. Like, <laughs> yeah. He had a lot more utility when he was big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In, yeah. yeah, right. Also yeah. a big fan of Drax because uh, Batista reminds me when I was 10 uh, wrestling. Big Dave. You know? Honestly. Yeah, we'll talk about Big Dave. Yeah, I don't know if we want to get into him right now, but every time I look at Drax, the only thing I think of is I know the only, I know they like considered a bunch of people, but I know one of the people they considered was Jason Momoa. Oh, for that Drax. makes a ton of sense too. And I'm always like, man, I'm glad it's Dave Batista instead of Jason Momoa. And I love Jason Momoa, but I'm like, this is this is how I want him to be. Yeah, I right, think right, Momoa right. is too cool. Honestly, yeah, I feel like he. he I think is. you need to be kind of lame, which which Batista can pull off really well. Yeah, uh, I think Batista is r- a really good actor, actually. Um, so let's start big picture stuff. So you said you liked it a lot. I really love this movie. What do you guys think? I think this is one of their best movies. I, I agree. I yeah. think this is one of Marvel's best. Yeah, I'm trying to get better about towards the top saying whether or not we like the movie so people don't have to wait till the end yeah. for us to, say, <laughs> to state that. Hmm. This is, for my money, I think, not counting like Avengers Infinity War or Endgame because that's just, you know, counting just movies that are real movies that they made. Um, I think this is the best cast in any movie. We've been talking a lot this month about how for the one-off roles that they have for, you know, tertiary and background characters, they like to cast like someone who has at least an Academy Award nomination, like Tommy Lee Jones and Captain America. Um, I think is the the example that we keep coming back to, but everyone in this movie, like Glenn Close is in this movie for Mm -hmm. like two scenes. Yep. John C. Riley also for like two scenes. Um, Sean Gunn, I mean, he's James Gunn's brother, but he's he's in there and he's doing the mocap for Rocket and then is also like the right-hand man of Yondu, Michael Rooker, who's amazing. Uh, yeah, I just feel like everyone in this cast is perfect. And then also like Benicio Del Toro obviously has a bigger part, but <laughs> yeah. it's still like a small character in this. And I knew exactly who that was yeah. him the yeah. whole time. Yeah, <laughs> right. That was um another reason I was getting hyped up when this movie was coming out because they kept like slowly announcing like, oh, we got this person on. Oh, this person's oh, yeah. on now. Right. 
Oh, this person's on. Stellar you know, Bradley cast. Cooper is gonna be the a raccoon, and I was like, oh man, okay, I can't, yeah. I can't not see this. Vin Diesel's a tree. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. He only has four words in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. the, the movies, the no. movies. I didn't wear the hat. I should have worn the hat. Worn Literally, the, hat. the only time they, we've done a Vin Diesel movie, I didn't wear my Vin Diesel hat. He is one of the the leads. <laughs> he is. He's credited like top of the poster. Um, yeah, not number one, but he's on. He's above the title, I think. Uh, the, the thing I was most excited for, and I think, again, this is phase two now, so it's not as much, but the main guy is someone they can lock down for a while. And Chris Pratt is the chubby guy on Parks and Rec, I guess, when he gets hired to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pratt, and I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I hadn't watched yeah. Parks and Rec, and I was like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. I was, I was really excited because I love Parks and Rec, and I was watching it as it was on, and it was like, oh my God, they got that guy to be the lead of the next Marvel movie, I guess. Um, that'll be cool. Have you seen the videos of him like trying to like diet and work out every day to get in shape for this movie? Uh, I have not. They are so funny. You ha- yeah. When we're done here, you have to go look yeah. those up because he's like, all his food is portioned and all his workouts are like section for the day. He has to work out a few times and like yeah. only eat so many calories. And you, he like sneaks off to the kitchen at night. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll eat my almonds for tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, just one almond. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'll eat a couple more almonds. I think it's like, and this chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I think I remember them saying he lost 60 pounds in like six weeks or something for this movie. Oh yeah. No, it makes sense. When you got the Marvel, the, the Marvel doctors there with the old, the old, Magic syringe <laughs> building up that muscle. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, but he auditioned for a few roles and didn't get them. I, I think I Avatar. So, yeah. I think he auditioned for Star Wars. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. I think he had tried a bunch of things. I think he might have even said something like he was gonna like not. He was gonna take like a break from. Right. He was like, oh, maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to go. And then someone like recommended him and like got him into this, and yeah. they ended up going with yeah. him for this. Yeah, he's very funny in Parks and Rec. He basically had to build a persona for this movie that has been what he's carried forward for the rest of his career now. Mm-hmm. And that persona is Kurt Russell. So, um, all right. Which is why Kurt Russell plays his dad in guardians of the galaxy too, because he's just obviously aping Kurt Russell <laughs> in these movies, but that's okay. I don't think that's a bad thing. More people should do that. It's very cool. But also to this movie, don't you feel watching the other Avengers or the other Marvel yeah. movies? This is more of a more adult Oh yes, yes. You know, so, yeah. There's a couple like jokes they throw in there that I'm like, wow, this seems like this is a lot for Disney Plus. <laughs> it's a good, yeah. That's a good place to sort of transition. So this is a James Gunn movie. Before this, he mostly is written for the first almost decade of his career, and then 2006 he has Slither. 2010 is Super, and then 2014 is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I think a lot of people there's if there's really nerdy people listening, they'd be upset if I don't mention that his first credit is writing Tromeo and Juliet, which is a trauma film. And he also writes the specials right after that, which is superhero stuff, but subversion, but subversive. Then in 2010, super same idea, Mm. superheroes, but jokey. And that's what gets him Guardians of the Galaxy. And yeah, I think. I don't know. I I don't know if it's a chicken or egg thing. His style is leans more towards the same kind of subversion adult superhero thing. Right. And then also, does Disney just not care that much about what they do with this particular property? Because it's not they're probably not thinking at this point that this is going to be where their bread's buttered for commercial success. So like, oh yeah, you want to put something weird in there? Go for it. Right. Um, so I'm not sure which came first, but I'm I'm glad that it is allowed to be a little weirder and a little more 
mature. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, because it's an important movie. Like, I don't know if Disney would just be like, yeah, do right, whatever. Yeah. No, yeah, they introduced the sort of... They established the Infinity, Infinity Stone, Stone yeah. myth, mythos. And the, the main bad guy in Thanos. Yes. Thanos. Yeah, this is like his... I think the most we've seen him, Yeah. right, at this point. And um, it establishes like space travel and stuff that like... Cause I don't, but I think before this, I guess the Chitauri and Avengers establishes like there is something out there, but we don't know to this degree. Like there's just tons of civilizations and like all that stuff. Well, the mm-hmm. rain, Thor Rainbow Bridge. Oh that yeah, 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 they do that. Yeah, uh, Asperg. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot going on in this movie for them to just be like, yeah, you know. No, I, I wouldn't say they they go like, but I think it's it's like all these movies, they get someone with a very distinct style and they're like, okay, you do what you want. Except for 50% of the movie, these things have to happen <laughs> and yes. you need to leave these characters at this end point. Um, but I think he has a lot of say in how they get there or whatever. I don't know. I'm not in the rooms when they're designing these movies, but they are all, uh, they are definitely all designed. There is an overarching thing, but uh, I don't know. But D- Disney, I like it. <laughs> Marvel's done a good job. Like the other ones are sort of, uh, I think, more a little campy. This is a this is a western. This follows a s- traditional western type of format, right? So, that, I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah, um, and, and format wise, it's so snappy. It just moves and moves, and I like seeing all the different planets they go to. I think are really imaginative. It's really good. Yeah, if I'm jumping the gun here. If I'm jumping the James Gunn here, let Whoa. me know. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. He did it. <laughs> uh, let me know. But uh, I want to know your thoughts on Ronan. How do you feel about the the characterization of Ronan? The character or like... Because I have an opinion. So Okay. Um, f- for me, I think it's a waste of Lee Pace, who's an amazing actor and should be in more stuff. I don't know much about Ronan outside of this, aside from I think he's a bigger deal. In Will hates this. That's our yeah, Marvel guy. He's, he's, he's like a pretty Ronan. big deal gotcha. in what the source did. material, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because he's pretty much just dispatched here. I mean, he's in Captain Marvel for a second, but yeah. yeah. yeah so <laughs> I think Will, Will said he's like a big character in the yeah. comics, and yep. here it's just like, oh, there he yeah. is. Oh, he did nothing. He's dead. Yeah. So I, I went in with Will's opinion this time, thinking about that. And I think Will would be upset if we didn't bring this up. So you're welcome, Will, because I know you're listening. And (laughs) we'll know if he's not because he won't mention this shout out. (laughs) So this is the test. And uh, Will's like really upset about Ronan and what they did with him because he's supposed to be this like big badass who can destroy civilizations and he's going around murdering people and committing these genocides of, of worlds. And he gets killed off in this dance battle at the end which is hilarious but i think throughout the movie like paying attention this time to ronin i I specifically focused on ronin every time he came up and every time he was mentioned and they do make him out to be this badass character and they everyone's afraid of him everyone knows who he is everyone knows what he can do the very first time we're introduced to him he's murdering someone right so i i think they gave us what he gets hit by a plane, or not even a plane, a, a spaceship, and then he just gets up. Like, this is a badass dude, and the way he dies is he gets killed off after that in whole Infinity Stone fiasco, and he gets shot with this gigantic yeah. weapon that's supposed to be a murderous weapon. I think, like, a, a part 
planet man has to use an infinity stone against him to kill him. So at least that's that's more. He doesn't just get like hit with a sword. Or yeah, it's not like he, yeah. he he like fades away after he loses a dance yeah. battle. Right. Will's just no, upset because no, I think no, he, I he does a lot more in the comics and stuff. But this is just Marvel's like treatment of all their villains, really, except for like two of them. Yes, right. They just and I think it makes sense because. We already have to keep track Just of all the heroes. Loki and Thanos and, and then everyone else is. Yeah. If all right. these villains like stuck around, there'd just be a lot to, now you're trying to f- remember all these heroes, all these villains. It would never end. Yeah. It would never end. And like, so I, I, I guess it kind of makes sense that they just keep killing off every villain, like one after another. And I mean, how many villains do they have? They're never going to go through them all. So yeah, right, exactly. And they're pretty well aware at this point, especially I think Guardians was the turning point where they're like, okay, we can pick anything. Like anything in the pool that we have, we can make it work. As long as we can find the right people, the right director, and like the people who know what to do with the characters, we can like use anything really. And I felt yeah, like... Yeah, those, those, I mean, those are pretty big ifs. Um, it's true. If we want to talk about Phase 5 a little bit, but now, now that we're looking to the future... Uh, one thing you mentioned that I wanted to pick up on is that this introing space is a really big deal for the MCU because that's where they go. That is the big finale of the first few phases, the first four phases of the MCU is all about space. So it's a pretty big fucking deal. Um, that is why we picked this one to do this month because I feel like the first three we did were sort of obvious these are the foundation that they built upon for the last decade. And then this one is about bringing space into the MCU. And then the next one will be Dr. Strange magic into the MCU. And those are the kind of big important elements. Now I feel like this is also like a turning point for them because prior to this, all their movies had like, they make all their like heroes like witty and like they, you know, throw out one liners constantly and stuff. But I feel like this is the first one where like, this is a comedy. Like sure, it ends with he does like a dance battle to yeah. to distract the main guy, right? Like this is this whole thing is all like yeah, there's bits. Yeah, there's, people are making jokes, not just like asides. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of jokes and stuff, and I feel like this was the first time they did that, and they're like, wow, no, this worked good. We can like do this more because I think both the Thor movies were before this, and they were both like, eh. and then they were like, wait, no, 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 let's just make it. It's funny instead. Like this is this is a funny character instead. And the next one comes out. I know it's a while after this still, but I feel like this is where they're like, we can just make comedies too if we want. It doesn't have to just be like yeah. these every single character isn't like this has to be some badass hero. Like they can be relaxed and funny and things yeah. like that. And I feel like this is like what opens the door for that. Yeah. And they're hiring I mean, the main guy is coming from a comedy where he's playing a solely comedic character. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a huge stylistic turning point. I feel like this just looks so much different than especially the MCU movies that had come to that point. And it's just such a step up, I feel, visually in a lot of ways. And it's real cool. It, it just looks good. I don't know. I, I really like how it looks. Yeah. Obviously, it's a lot of digital art, but it's still really cool to look at. I think there's a lot of practical stuff in there, too. I think James Gunn likes to like mix the... the- as much as he can and stuff like that. I wrote down that the makeup was the makeup. really, really good. I mean, it's always stood out how good the makeup is. I think all those like main characters, they got like four hours of makeup and yeah, stuff. I was about which, to say, I'd, like, oh, yeah. I think Drax and Zoe Saldana, like, yeah. Yeah. Because there was someone who, who turned down. All, their, um, all the uh, scavengers. Oh, my I God. I think yeah. um, Amanda Seyfried turned down Nebula. 
Oh, and really? I think she said one of the reasons was it was like four hours of makeup a day. And then I think there might have been some rumors that she thought it was going to flop too because it's, why wouldn't she? Yeah, too wonky. And look at her now. She, I mean, she's still doing. Great. I think she's. Yeah, probably, she's yeah I think yeah, she's, she's fine. fine. She's doing yeah. okay, but I think Batista also that. said that that's why he's not. He wants out of him because he's just tired. He wants to be. Yeah. Like the fifth guy on the call sheet, and just do dramas and shit. And I think he could. I think he's a really good actor. Have they decided? Stuber's good. Has anyone else seen Stuber? Ah, uh, no, nope. He's good in Stuber. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he got a uh, he got nominated for that, right? He did not. He should have. <laughs> oh my god! He got, I watched Stuber he got on a plane. He lost to Coda. Yeah. Yeah, he lost to Coda. <laughs> Can't believe it. for best Uber movie uh, featuring Kamel Nanjani. Yeah. Um, Do love him. Love too. him too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so watch Stuber. Okay, maybe I will. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I've fuck it, I'll watch Stuber. This is the first time I'm hearing a Stuber. Yeah, no. There was a lot of ads when Stuber came out. I watched it on an airplane. I watched reality TV, so. <laughs> There's commercials at some point, no. Um, Have they decided what they're doing with Drax and Dave Batista for the third one or like the future i know that the, the rumors they, so are that he's done but just, what, is, what does that mean just recently they wrapped production on the third guardians of the galaxy uh post-production still has to happen but james gunn and i follow a few of the actors in it they were posting about you know well what a fun 10 years and maybe think holy shit yeah it's been 10 years that they've been working on it because this movie comes out in 2014, but being Marvel, they probably start working on it. You know, it's been 10 years, right? I think, I think this James Gunn started the script in 09. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they just wrapped the actual filming part of production. Now they have to do that, but, but, but he's just in it still. Okay, good. But he, he yeah. doesn't want to do it. After I, volume three. Yeah. He, they need, I, I feel like they need someone like a Drax character to give us that, like, dry humor the like takes everything literally yeah i think they're just it's just so funny yeah i think they're just done though because james gunn's not going to do anymore either oh so, so this yeah, like, might be they keep yeah, adding they more do. heroes they have to like yeah that's true they gotta to filter they do out, three right? there's only three iron men that's true yeah there's well, only three there's well only we three know what caps, happened to him so. yeah i'll be real sad if they kill off five main characters i mean well they already killed off gamora once once, but yeah. she's back again. Yeah, but she doesn't know them or or like them. <laughs> That's how Endgame ends. <laughs> I mean, I think and she she just like takes off and doesn't go with the Guardians. So I wouldn't be surprised if Volume Three is the last one for them. Although they did sign a contract with Marvel, so I think it's they have to do fifteen movies. Or <laughs> if they die, then they're out of the contract or something yeah. like that. And Marvel I mean, pays them twelve dollars. They're in the next okay. Thor movie, right? They're in the next Thor movie. Yeah. Yep, that's true. And at that point, they will have been in. Well, are they all in the next Star movie, or is it just Star Lord? There's other people in the trailer. Okay. Um, at least they got to be in it. At least Mantis. And doesn't he like fly off with them at one point? Yeah. Yeah, he leaves with them. Yeah, but not Gamora. And I don't, I don't remember if Gamora's in the trailer or not. I imagine they save her for Volume Three. So three Guardians and, and then War, two Avengers movies and, and, and Thor. So that'll be six, six movies, nine more. Ooh, that's a lot of movies. <laughs> we really haven't talked about the plot yet, so we probably should. It's not the most important part, but we've talked a little bit about the yeah, plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that's happening right now is Elizabeth Olsen is giving interviews and is essentially saying, 
on the one hand, it's upsetting to her when people are talking about like, oh, these movies aren't worth anything. But at the same time, she started doing these movies when she was in her mid twenties. Now she's in her mid thirties. She made a bunch of like really good indie movies where she like really stretched as an actor. She hasn't made any in a decade now. So this is happening to a lot of people. Like these are the only kinds of movies Chris Pratt makes now. He hasn't been in any comedies since this happened. Um, but Guardians hits you with the nostalgia off the bat. The Walkman mm-hmm. hit '80s tunes. Then he gets his Walkman stolen. You so you know that yep. is going to get revisited again for the third time. Just when is it going to happen? Unfortunately, it is the death, the dance scene to kill. You know, but yep. he, so I mean, it is kind of cheap. But I think you, yeah, I feel like you see that coming the whole way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so good though. now. The, the we music, should talk about the soundtrack at some point because yeah, that's a big soundtrack. Part of the music success. budget. Definitely more than Chris Pratt got paid, right? <laughs> it has to be. Honestly, probably. Unless they paid him up front for like, oh, you're going to make six movies for us or whatever. Yeah, do you want it in a lump sum? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, it, it's maybe different at this point, but I have to assume he gets paid a lot more for the Jurassic World movies. Uh, definitely. Yeah, because he comes he's out a Marvel have, star. Right, yeah, because yeah. at that point you're getting like the hottest Marvel star. So it's just weird that cultural impact that the movies sort of make when he's like in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and stuff. And mm-hmm. But do you think Blue Swede was like, we demand a ton of money to use Hooked on a Feeling? I'm, I feel like they'd be like, we'll take anything. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's they, true. I mean... Marvel movie? Sure. Plus, I, yeah. the whoever made the Ally McBeal show owned the rights to that song. Right. <laughs> it, and honestly, they could have been like, we'll make money after the song. Because I think they made like... They made a ton of money as soon as the trailer came out right. and the song was in, and people yes. were just like, oh, "I need, I need to go download this song yeah, somewhere." Yeah. They sold like the volume one mixtape as a "You can buy this mixtape." I think it I'm had, sure like, they the made money. Billboard Top 100 or something. It it's was, a really good soundtrack. It, it is really, and good. I say that as a white man who, at heart, is a 60 year old white man. <laughs> when my mu- as far as my music taste is, it is a wicked soundtrack. It makes the movie honestly. Yes, the, that opening sequence is. I haven't said iconic on a podcast in a while. When he's dancing through the temple to, uh, I remember singing "Come and Get Your Love" in theaters. And as soon as like that happens, and like Guardians shows up, I like remember being like, I think I turned to Ray and was like, "This movie's gonna be awesome." Yeah, like that was it. I knew right then. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be really good." And it's cool. I always forget that it actually has the sequence where his mom dies and he gets picked up by Yondu before the Marvel credit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it does that sequence and it's like dark and stormy and he goes into it and then he starts playing the music and, you know. I know this is a good sequence. Really not cool. the movie we saw, but when they come back to that, I like could not handle it <laughs> in um, oh, Endgame. Very funny in it's Endgame. so funny. <laughs> when you hear the not headphones version of the audio and it's him just going like, I'm get your love. <laughs> yeah. <he's> like, <laughs> and they don't dance, but you don't hear the music. And they're watching him and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> cool shit. So the plot, um, <laughs> we were saying I, I like how zippy it is, and and I do like that. Motivation-wise, um, I'm sure if you are familiar with it, you know why Ronan wants to destroy Xandar. Um, but if you're not like me, you kind of just be like, oh, he's a big evil guy. It's fine. He's racist. I, they mention <laughs> it that they had signed. He's a fanatic. Right? They had signed he's some sort of uh, peace treaty with planet sure. he's from so and he doesn't That's agree true. with that so they do mention that 
that he's yeah, he doesn't agree with that. I and feel like he just wants to. He's just like I hate you. They give you enough. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I know. Brad I, Grums, but I, I'll take it. I generally. I love this movie. I always am more than willing to suspend my disbelief. But why didn't he come in a tiny ship, right? Instead of showing up in his big ship, when he just needs to get to the planet and touch it with his big glowing hammer, right? What, wouldn't, wouldn't you just show up in a little ship? What's his escape well, plan, Well, once you though? got an army, you got to use your army. <laughs> so, right? Fly down in a little ship. Pretend you're a tourist, right? And just land. Yeah. Boop. Does he even need a ship? He's, he seems to not be like able to take damage. But my thing is, we've already put it out there that you can't survive in space right so obviously like we know as as humans we would not be able to survive in space but when gamora is flying out there and uh star lord has to go out and save her and gives her like the star lord suit we now we know aliens can't survive in space by themselves so what is ronin's plan after he's gonna blow up the planet like he on his ship i guess but they destroyed it so his ship is now destroyed at the end of i'm jumping to the end of the movie but his ship is destroyed and he's like, Xandar, you've been accused. And then he goes to to hit the planet with the staff, which they have already told us that if he touches the, the planet with the staff or the hammer, whatever it is, it is going to blow up. I, I, think, I think it's a shockwave from him. Yeah, right? I don't think the planet blows up. I think they mention it kills everything organic. Oh, so he's just going to like starve them out. Well, they're it, organic. Yeah, they're organic. Oh. They're, he's going to murder them out. Um, so he'll touch in them and all the living things on the planet will die. Got it. And then he'll just be like, okay. Right, because, all right, time. I'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can touch the power stone unless you are a god. Right? So we would all die. Okay. And that's the only reason why Star-Lord can touch it is because he's half god. Okay. Yeah. Still should have came on a tiny ship. <laughs> yeah. Or like, don't go to the land why, why, right why, above why, their main why, city. Go to a little like a more deserted spot on the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's the only part of the planet they rendered, and, and Marvel headquarters. <laughs> that's uh, the only part that could fit in that one room in Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Hey, where can a guy get a drink around here? <laughs> I don't think they're doing Atlanta yet at this point, but because the CGI doesn't look god awful and the lighting's not wrong all, at all times, um, but I could be wrong on that. I don't know. I love the. In- yeah, I love the introduction of uh, of Nebula and Gamora's relationship. Yeah, and how we get to see that develop not not just throughout this movie because I feel like you get like a small like tidbit at the end right before Nebula chops off her arm and says something along the lines of "No, I'm not going to help you." I uh, love the way they introduce like all the characters in yeah. this, like the prison scene where it's just John C. Riley just giving us like a exposition dump, but like under the guise that he's like explaining the new prisoners to people, and like that's how you get every character's background like right. one at a time. Yeah, that's one thing I actually did want to bring up for uh, Ronan. Also, is that they show whatever ceremony that they don't explain, where he like comes out of a pit covered in liquid, and there's like priest-looking women that are pouring water on him and putting on like the war paint and stuff. And that's, that's, Oh, that's happening. Well, that he's, you're hearing the dialogue about him talking about the treaty that he hates so much. Yeah. Uh, but you're not just watching him talk about it. You're seeing all this weird shit going on. It's a great character intro. And then, yeah, that's just a perfect setup of the, um, the mugshot lineup pretty much where they're being like, this is this guy's name. Here's his deal. It's yeah, so, like it's so it, smart. <laughs> it's wicked smart because they literally just like exposition dump you like a whole paragraph about each character. Here's the whole background you need to know about yeah. this character. But stuff's happening at the same time. But, yeah, the uh, two plans that they have to come up with: the first one to escape the prison, hilarious. 
I need that thing right there. I need you to get that thing. (laughs) Maybe you have to have sex with one of the guards to get it. I don't know. They think you're kind of hot. And I need that guy's leg. (laughs) It's like, all right, I'll get the leg. (laughs) And then later on, when they're trying to come up with the plan to save Xandar, and Rocket's like, I need this. I need that. And that guy's eye. (laughs) Star-Lord's. No, no, you you don't need to say. Nope, I I need that eye. <laughs> I need it. I also really important. To me. Yeah, <laughs> I also really like when they are finish are finishing with their prison escape. They like crash their little ship they've made, and uh, Star looks at me and goes, "Wow, that that was actually a really great plan." He's like, "Yeah, I know." And then later on. Star Lord is the one who has to come up with the plan, and they're all just laughing at him because he's like, "I got fifteen percent of a plan," <laughs> and they're like, "That's not a plan. <laughs> it's barely a concept. It's barely yeah. a concept. <laughs> the plan is to save Xandar. <laughs> now yeah. let's fill in the other eighty-five percent." You you were talking about the sequence in the beginning in the cave and turning to Ray and being like, "This movie's going to be awesome." <laughs> I think uh, I probably felt the same way, but definitely during the prison escape sequence, where. It, the, the setup's so good where you see Groot in the background and Rocket's talking about how important it is to get the battery last. It's just, I think, a perfect blend of comedy with action and the sequence itself being like a really ingenious design of something that I haven't really seen before in a movie. Once it goes like zero G and you realize like, oh, this is the plan and the uh, drones start like, you know, propelling it and shit. Yep. I was just like that such a cool sequence. That that sequence is legitimately one of the one of the best in the MCU, I think. It is. It's really good. Yeah. Honestly, like, I don't know. I just love this movie. Even when they are in Ronan's ship in the end, because that's yeah. another part where it's like all action packed, but it's literally still like half it is like comedy. Yes. Like all the stuff too, when uh Drax is killing the dude and he's like finger uh F- metaphor. <laughs> Meta- finger across oh, the throat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yes. Metaphor, Why would I run right? my finger across his throat? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Not really. <laughs> or when um Drax is like this big dumb tree is my friend. <laughs> this green whore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Nebula comes in and she's giving her talking about how shitty uh Gamora is and he just out of nowhere, you don't even see him. The, the fucking rocket. Just, nobody talks about my friends that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's and th- and that's sort of what I'm talking about. Is it's um and what you were talking about how the style of comedy before is action and then something happens and someone will turn to the camera and be like, "Well, that happened." Yes. <laughs> and we're uh, the guardians of the galaxy. Uh, <laughs> right. Random. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but in this, it's all happening at the same time. Right. Like Drax interrupting. Uh, Nebula's like villain monologue. <laughs> it's both violent and actually is moving the plot forward and is funny, and it's all happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just so you know, good. Groot going like full Groot and like lining up the <laughs> rows of people on his arms and slamming them against the walls and shit. That's all part of the fight. That's not like you know. Um, I I think it's funny, but the punchline to Thor and Hulk on top of the big space whale where they end up in grand central station and then like Hulk punches Thor. Yes. Um, it's funny, but it's not happening like, okay, the action's done. Now we'll have a joke and now we'll go back yeah, to the right. other. It's action. very yeah. formulaic. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. Whereas this is, it's, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't switch gears. It's all the same thing. Yep. I, I it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. it all, it's also good. Even <laughs> like, Yandu with his weird little like collectibles and they keep yeah. co- coming back yes. to it. Have you gone to Guardians 2 yet in your 
no. uh, watch through. Nope. Okay. Um, uh, then I just finished Ultron. Okay. Uh, are you going to keep going? A lot of my a lot of my watch throughs hit a pretty big roadblock around no, Ultron. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Okay. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Cool, cool, Ultron's cool. the worst Avengers movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. It was just, I don't, I don't know what happened with that one. Guardians 2, great though. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Guardians 2, I don't like that much. Really? Okay. Well, that was my next question with no spoilers because Anthony's about to get there. So I've only the next seen it once. And it was I, a while need, ago. So I, it's it hard for me to remember, but I think it's because I, I was like, I wanted another Guardians 1 and I thought it wasn't as good as Guardians 1. But I, like I said, I like Guardians it. 1 is one of my uh, favorite MCU movies. So. Um, I love Guardians too. As I mentioned before, Kurt Russell's in it, and I fucking love Kurt Russell. And it's a lot more introspective. It's a lot more. It's pretty disconnected from other things. This one is a lot of the plot that happens inside this is disconnected, but it's still very important to know Infinity Stones and where they are. And that's what's happening in Guardians 1. But Guardians 2. Yeah. It doesn't have a ton of that, right? No. Yeah, now that you uh, mention that, I think you could just like cut it out of the MCU and yeah. you wouldn't notice. On whatever rating scale you decide, out of five, give this movie a rating, and then I will record your ratings and give put our average on the late to the movies letterbox. Wow. That's uh, late to the number, late to the movies. You can find us there because it wouldn't let me type that many characters, so I had to use the number two. Um, yeah. That's on Letterboxd. I've done all the movies we've done so far, but we've only started doing ratings in the last few. So, yeah. I give this movie four and a half out of five destroyed celestial heads. <laughs> okay, four and a half. Oh. We can do halves. We can't do quarters. You you should, you should can give it four and a half Howard the Duck cameos. I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking something about like the, all the weird <laughs> shit he had in his collections. <laughs> yeah, Howard, Howard the, the Duck. Duck. The first live-action Marvel movie that to ever be made. It was a unit commercial flop. Yeah. <laughs> Four and a half Howard Ducks. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Oh, Jerk. Howard the Duck. Jack off. My bad. <laughs> God forbid I don't use his middle name, too. <laughs> so out of all the Marvel movies, I think that this is at least top three. I think it's that good that this... It's it's probably three, but it's it's top three. Okay. So um, because it is very high in the, the list, I'm going to give this a five out of five. Uh, five out of five Hulk flops, like the original, the original <laughs> incredible, incredible Hulk okay, flops. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it four and a half uh, out of five Jackson Pollock paintings. <laughs> That's a wicked good joke. <laughs> yeah, and then that it's a great punchline, and then Rockets, you got issues. Quill <laughs> yeah, is, got is really good. One thing we didn't, we really should spend a little bit of time talking about before we go into the game, even though we've already given it a rating. Have you watched any of the videos of Bradley Cooper doing this voice? No. Because it is always weird to me that this voice comes out of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> it's, I, I always forget that he's right. Rocket yeah. because it just does yeah. not. Like, one, of, one of, because of all his producing, one of the most Oscar-nominated people in the world, I think, to him. Wow. I think he has like 11 Oscar nominations. I was going to say, he's never won, right? No, I think he's he's up there we gotta around get, 11. We got to get him like a lady him. next year. Right. Not a lady, but a lady. Yeah, he'll get a lady next year. He's he's <laughs> gonna be in a movie either next year or the year after where he's playing um Leonard Bernstein, the composer, and uh uh conductor, rather. Yeah. So I just think Bradley Cooper's really good and, and we didn't really oh, we put too fine a point on that. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to make sure we do. Yep. Yeah. I didn't mention it because I feel like I just always love him. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm too. never disappointed with him. All right, you want to play a game? Yeah. Oh, while you're doing that, Kyle, what, are, you, what are your two movies game. you put above Guardians? Endgame. Mm-hmm. And let me think about this. <laughs> you know what? I, did, I didn't even like... I wasn't you were just counting. saving some room. I was just saying it's probably top <laughs> okay, three. Okay, I got you. But That's maybe fine. it's two. Uh, Endgame for sure is up there just because it had it just had so much. It just concludes and everything. Yeah, so it's, it's, like, a, it's, it's a nice wrap up. Yeah, it wraps it all up. Like I still think I like Infinity War more. It's, I, like I said, it's hard because yeah, I think that's up there too. Is is, is that's the payout to the twenty three movies I had seen previously? Like they put the little bow on top finally, okay. and I was like, I'm yeah. done. Up to twenty eight now. That's uh, more more than there are James Bond movies because James Bond is wow. twenty seven. So they finally surpassed James Bond in fourteen years. When you do James, James Bond, Bond's at sixty one years. Yeah, I think so. James Bond doesn't come out with two to three movies a year. And I've right. never seen yep. any James Bond movies. Not one? That's fucked up. Holy <laughs> shit. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Weren't we saying we could do a whole James Bond month and have a different actor? Like, Yeah, like we, the, we, we couldn't even do all of them if yeah, it's right. a four-week month. Well, I got so. your back there. I, Craig, Craig's my favorite. I, it's idea. not even just recency bias. I love Daniel Craig. Wow, really? Yeah, he's my favorite. Those are fighting words there. <laughs> I'm gonna I be honest. The I game. I played. Golden don't think I. Like, oh, yeah, who has I it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Roger Moore a lot. I think his goofy stuff is. It's it's wait, tough wait, to wait, be. Wait, the two favorite James Bonds are Craig then Roger no, Moore. No, no, Connery. But it's it's tough with Connery because you're just like, oh, this is the guy, and then yeah. you're watching it and you're like. Kind of miss how goofy Roger Moore yeah, is. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Roger Moore kills a guy by blowing him up like a balloon. <laughs> oh my god! Don't like spoilers. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen it. That's like the climactic battle that the movie ends on. Yeah. Is he like blows a guy up and he like floats to the ceiling and then he explodes? <laughs> that's kind of awesome. He really wonked him. <laughs> yeah, he got fucking. He got fucking wonked. <laughs> he got fucking wonked. Uh, but yeah, no. Craig has. <laughs> I mean, I could watch. Yeah, no, you're right. Casino, Casino Royale, Royale and Skyfall. I did when yes, when No Time to Die came out. I did a whole rewatch of all. I accidentally fell into watching the other four Craig movies yeah, yeah. right before I went to see No Time to Die, and it's like they vary in quality, but he's always good. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'll give you yeah. that. Sure. Like I, I don't really need to watch Spectre ever again or right. Quantum of Solace, yeah. but he's still good in those. Yeah. I do like that Quantum of Solace, he doesn't have sex with the Bond girl, and he like kind of offers at the end, and she just, just tells him, like, you're too fucked up for me. Right. I'm out of here. Yeah. And then she's not in any of the other yeah. movies. I think that's very funny. Um, You want to play a game? I'm ready. <laughs> I want to win a game. In this game. Chris Pratt. <laughs> no. Scott you're, had you're a at oh. minus one. Oh, fuck. I didn't know there was minuses. That's right. It's time to play the game. Time for yet another edition, the first one ever, of Guardians or the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, the cousin of the much, much famed, much beloved Silence or the Lambs. Mm. Um, in this one, I'm going to give you a plot summary, and you have to tell me if it is for a movie that is about someone guarding or protecting something, <laughs> or if the title has something to do with the galaxy or space or planets or something. Okay. Some of them could go either way, and it's just up to me if I'd give you credit for it. Perfect. All right. The thing is, though, you will get bonus points if you know the movie. Okay. You only have to tell me if it's one or the other, but then you get a bonus point if you know the movie. I have nine total. Um, so between one and nine, what number do you want first? We'll just go around like that. Seven. Okay. <clears throat> a famous person, 
hires someone to their personal staff, and it turns out that that person's haunted by failing in their last job. Now, is it about someone guarding or protecting something, or does the title have something to do with planets or space or the galaxy or something? Uh, That's the it, narrowest. It, I it's about someone protecting something. Uh, and everyone, everyone has to answer. I oh. I agree with that. Space. And do I get to guess the movie? Yeah. No. Okay. I'll tell you first. It is about the first one. And maybe we'll do it like the style last time. You have to hold up a one or a two. Okay. For yeah. the next ones. So it's one. Mm-hmm. It's it's Guardians, not the Galaxy. And do you think you know what it is? Either of you? I have a guess. I don't. I'm not very confident in my guess, but I have a guess. The Devil Wears Prada. It is not. Okay. Ooh. Oh, it's the intern with... Um... It is not. It's the bodyguard. Oh, okay. And Kevin Costner is failed is uh, haunted by failing to stop um, the Hinckley assassination attempt on Reagan. Okay. That's what that movie's about. Um, well, I get it's about it him protecting Whitney yeah. Houston, but he's, <laughs> yeah. but he's haunted by it. Uh, Greg, number between one and nine. Pick seven. Seven. <laughs> we already had seven. Oh, pick it again. One. Okay. This is the only way I can find to not make it obvious like there's a pattern or whatever. Mm-hmm. First half are all space ones, guys. <laughs> so for this one, uh, we'll count. I'll do like a three, two, one, and then hold up either a one or a two. One for Guardians, two for the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, number one. A young woman who works as a house cleaner is surprised to discover her destiny as a noble heiress after being contacted by an ex-military hunter. All right. Three, two, one. So you're both going Guardians. Greg's going the Galaxy. And Greg gets it. Oh, good job, Greg. It's the Galaxy. Uh, do you know what the name of the movie is? No, that was a total guess. Yeah, the name of the movie is Jupiter Ascending. Ah. Also... The uh, the ex military hunter that she's contacted by is a dog man played by Janet Tatum. Oh wow! <laughs> I thought that would be too obvious to include. Kyle, between two and nine, uh, I'll go nine. Okay. <clears throat> a miner is stuck in isolation. Miner like uh, pickaxe, not child. A miner is stuck in isolation <laughs> and finds himself not as alone as he thinks in this 2009 movie by David Bowie's son. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Uh, opposite of last time, Greg guessed Guardians and is wrong. Uh, Anthony and Kyle both got that it is Galaxy, and do you know what the movie is called? I don't have a guess. I have no idea. I have no, no clue. Uh, it's called Moon. Oh, I feel by, like, by Duncan Jones. I feel like we could have guessed that one. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Good movie, by it's the a, way. It's a hard game. I'm guessing Earth next <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, you guys are keeping track of your points, right? Because I'm yeah, not. Yeah. yeah. I have two. No, I thought this was Whose Lines It Anyway, where everybody wins and the points don't matter. Uh, you don't win anything, but the points do matter. <laughs> so uh, Anthony has two. Greg has one. Kyle has two. Back to you, Anthony. What number do you want? Three. Three. Mm-hmm. In this adventure epic, a population enslaved by gold-thirsty tyrants ignites the rebellion of a lifetime. Three, two, one. Kyle gets it wrong. It is the galaxy. The movie is Total Recall. No. 
moon. <laughs> no. So I realized in an, in an attempt to make these vague, it could be like 30 different movies for everything I'm doing, but this one in particular is Battlefield Earth. Oh. See, I said guess Earth. I mean, you did. You were so close. Greg, pick one. Seven. <laughs> We've already done seven. One. <laughs> you, want me, you want me to pick for you? I'll do four. Okay, uh, four. A team of well-known characters featured in several other movies have to put aside their differences and band together to defeat an extraterrestrial threat. Wait, you gotta wait. <laughs> Three, hold two. on, hold on, hold on. It, one is Guardians and two is Galaxy. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm good. Three, two, one. Uh, yes, it is Guardians. Everyone got that one. What's the movie? Eternals. Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Avengers. Fuck. <laughs> Good job. There could be a lot of things. <laughs> could have been a lot of ones. <laughs> but the one I wrote down is Avengers. So I Greg that was gets a the trick question. Greg gets the bonus point. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ever do a trick question. What do you got? Eight. Okay. Uh, one of the biggest flops of all time. This movie features the hero trying to get revenge and get repaid after gangsters destroy his nightclub. Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> Ready? Three, two, one. Kyle and Greg guessed Guardians and are wrong because it's Galaxy. I knew it. Uh, the movie is <sighs> Destroyed Nightclub. Uh, the movie is <laughs> the, A Night at the Roxbury. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Uh, uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> I know. Is, that um, Eddie, is that Eddie Murphy? That yeah, right? it's Eddie okay. Murphy. Yeah. Five. Five. <clears throat> <laughs> A team of well-known characters featured in several other movies have to put aside their differences and band <laughs> together to, to defeat an extraterrestrial threat. Wait. Three, two, one. Uh, no, unfortunately, that one was Galaxy. Everyone got it wrong. Is it Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> uh, no. Any guesses from you guys? Guardians of the Galaxy oh, uh, 2. Armageddon. Uh, it's Space Jam. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Toon Squad. Oh, man. Of course. How could we forget? How could you forget? All right, two or six left. You get final pick. Ooh, um, seven. <laughs> I'll do two. Okay. <clears throat> A king attempts to rally his army to fight an invading force, even though they are outnumbered 100 to 1. Okay. Three, two, one. Kyle and Greg get this one. It is Guardians. I don't know the name. Yeah. I, that sounds super familiar, though. So the Last Samurai. Kind of close. Ooh. You can good, guess two. You guess. don't have to get it right to guess. If you if you have it to guess, uh, the three hundred. It's three hundred. Ah. <laughs> so you got it wrong, but you get the bonus point. So yeah. everyone got a point on that uh -huh. one. Come in for the sweep, baby. So one question left. Where do we stand on points? I have three, five, I think, six. Uh, Anthony has six. Greg has five. Kyle has three. And our last one. Uh, I'll take six, please. Okay. <laughs> When an evil force tries to take over the world, immortal beings must join forces for the first time to protect the hopes, beliefs, and imaginations of children all over the world. All right, for all the marbles. For all the marbles. Three, two, one. It was Guardians. So Greg and Kyle get that one right. So Greg and Anthony are tied now. If I get it, I, I win? 
If you know the movie, is it Eternals? It is not Eternals. Okay, immortal beings get together for the first time. Yes, to protect children all over the world. Yes. Tie it up, Kyle. I'm gonna be really upset when I hear the name. I think because I'm not gonna guess it correctly. Um, Is it is it High School Musical? No. What is it? Did you have a guess? Peter Pan. Closest, but no. It is Rise of the Guardians. I've never huh. heard of that. It's actually pretty good. So it's a 2012 DreamWorks CGI movie. I'm glad I didn't know it. That's about um, Jack Frost teaming up with like the Easter Bunny and oh, the Tooth Fairy. I see Santa. it advertised on Netflix, yeah. I think. You should check it out. It's actually pretty good. Hmm. It's Peter Ramsey's directorial movie, and then he went on to direct Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. oh. Okay. So... What's the tiebreaker? Well, I was really hoping there wouldn't be a tie. Um, Okay. um, Within whoever's closest, tell me what you think the win-loss record is right now of the Cleveland Guardians. Oh. That is a Major League Baseball team from Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, they changed their name. They did change their name. Okay. When did baseball start? <laughs> baseball started just uh, like a month About ago. A month and two weeks ago. Okay, how many games do they play? A lot. I okay. I can tell you they've they ten and seventeen. They're currently playing their thirty-second game, but we won't count the one happening right now. So thirty. It's out of thirty-one. Yes, it's out of thirty-one. Yeah, you you can guess again because I've said that now. Yeah, they're ten and twenty-one. And what do you think they are? Uh, no, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go. 21 and 10. Uh, Greg is closer by one. Oof. They are 15 and 16. Whoa. I, I win. You were five baseball. away <laughs> and baseball. you were six away. Yeah. Good job. Wow. So Greg wins Guardians or the Galaxy. Did you win Silence or the Lambs? I don't think so. I almost always lose the games. I'm yeah. terrible at them usually. Yeah. But that was a tough Ray, one. Ray's not that here. That was a really hard one. Yeah. yeah. Ray <laughs> kicks my ass usually. Mm-hmm. So Next time it's going to be tr- history trivia. History trivia. I'll do history trivia. <laughs> yeah. last the the again. month will be Remember the Titans. Um, and before, <laughs> and but if you're listening and you're frustrated by how sort of weird and sort of esoteric the rules of that game were, I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that any single description could describe at least 12 movies. That's what makes it fun. And that brings us to the end of our Guardians of the Galaxy episode. Any final thoughts on GOTG from anybody? Great movie. G-O-T, great. Yeah, could literally do its own franchise. Five, six movies on this. Yeah, it's kind of too bad that these all have to be interconnected to other franchise reasons now because it could have been cool to see just this go off and do its own like Star Wars thing, basically. Uh, They could have. Sorry, I was leaning away from the mic. No, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, At the end of Endgame, aren't they like, hey, we're leaving and Thor, you're coming with us. We are now the Asgardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) The Asgardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, (laughs) It's so good. Good stuff. I like these guys. I hope, uh, I don't know. I hope the third one's good. I don't even know when it's coming out. 2023, maybe? Yeah. Guardians not, of the Galaxy will return. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not good, finger to the throat means death. <laughs> uh, that's a good note to close it out on. You can find us on Instagram at late to the movies underscore podcast. That's to the number, not too spelled out. Same with the Gmail, late to the movies at gmail.com. You can also rate and review us, or I think you. I think it's actually called following on Spotify and 
Mm. And I, that sounds an right. Apple podcast now, whatever. Just give us a like. Just give it a like. <laughs> you can rate it on Spotify now as well as Apple Music slash iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, wherever you iPhone users listen to podcasts. I'm not sure, honestly. Um, our T Public page has a couple different T-shirts. You can get at least 30 of each. Uh, there's now cups, but only I have it. Does she need this one back? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's okay, for you. I'll, yeah, I have that one merch item. Uh, <laughs> we can make more. We can take turns. <laughs> we can make more. You get an email, Ben. Email, email, no. Email, no, for your turn with the cup. <laughs> yes, it'll be like the Stanley Cup. We'll each get a day. Um, it's, we don't. It's not dishwasher safe. <laughs> you send it back. Uh, yeah, what's a good one to end on? Mm, I think we already cover most of the good jokes, so I'll just say. I am Groot. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We are Groot. We, we are, are Groot. Groot. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Come and get your love. <laughs> How much money is it going to cost you to put that in there? <laughs> $500. <laughs>